0: Hey, mamas! Today's episode is not going to be for all of you. So, if you decide to skip this week's episode because you just don't feel that it's a topic you can relate to, I completely understand. Or maybe you just want to tune in to maybe gain some insight for a friend. Today's episode is dedicated to all of my wine loving mamas. You know who you are, who maybe at one point or another have thought that maybe you'd like to give up drinking, but you just don't know how or where to begin, or even if you should. Today, I'm going to share with you my journey to an alcohol-free, normal, and amazing life, and I'm going to give you practical, straightforward information that you can reflect on to decide if that's the right path for you. Let's do this. This is the Mama Miracle Morning Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by your favorite lifestyle coach, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you bite-sized mom motivation you can listen to first thing in the morning or any time of day for some quick inspiration so you can get your mind right before your mind goes wrong. Let's take back the power we have as moms to steer our family's life in the right direction each and every day, so we can create the life we want and deserve. Ready, mamas? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Mama Miracle Morning Show. I want to start off by sharing the latest iTunes review of the show. And by the way, if you want your review to be featured on an upcoming episode, please go subscribe and write a review on iTunes and then send me an email to sarah at sarahmunder.com to let me know that you wrote a review. This week's review comes from Axlexi. I hope I'm saying that right. Who so lovingly said, I love hearing Sarah's podcast because each episode I discover new tools for my family, for my daily life. Mama life is the most rewarding, but can also feel like you are drowning and can't keep your head above water. Since listening, it's given me added motivation for self-love and health and ideas for not only keeping your head above water, but also rocking the mom life. There are definitely messages for everyone in this podcast. Thanks, mama. Keep rocking it wow, I'm so grateful for this review. I can completely relate to the feeling of drowning as a mom sometimes. And I love how she said that the show not only gives her ideas for keeping her head above water, but for rocking the mom life. I love that because that's exactly what I want more moms to do. Not only do we need to not drown as moms, that's like a minimum, right? But we can and should raise the bar for our lives and for the lives of our families and start thinking higher, I think the problem isn't that moms don't think and dream about amazing things happening in their life. I think part of the problem is that moms don't know how or even where to begin, which ties perfectly into today's topic. Now, I have a couple of disclaimers before I dive in. The first is that this episode is not going to be for all of you, as I mentioned in the beginning. The topic of drinking alcohol and whether or not you should stop drinking alcohol is obviously not for everyone. I'd even go as far as to say that there are probably some of you moms without an alcohol problem who should actually probably have a glass of wine sometimes. If you don't feel like today's topic is of value to you or is not relevant to you, Feel free to skip on over to the next week's episode and um, or tune back to a previous episode and I will not be offended. I promise that the Mama Miracle Morning Show is not going to be centered around this topic and I won't bore you with it every week. With that said, the reason why I decided to do an entire episode about it is because since going public with my own struggles about alcohol, I have had so many Moms, I can't even tell you, reach out to me saying that they can relate to my struggles. They're in a similar boat and they just don't know how to stop drinking. So, this episode is for you if you are in that place now. If you're already a completely sober mom, please join in on the conversation with me, share this episode so that together we can help other moms and that we can help normalize a life without alcohol. In this episode, I'm going to limit the use of the terms alcoholic, sober, and sobriety because I think that there's a lot of negative associations with these words, and especially the people who are very new to facing this, they may not want to be associated with those terms. It might even scare them away. And the last thing I want to do is scare a mom away who wants to stop drinking, but just also wants to feel normal at the same time. So, you'll find that generally I try to stick to the words alcohol free, which can encompass all moms on the alcoholic spectrum because I do think there's a spectrum. I think on one end of the spectrum is the mom who would just rather not drink, given the choice, and just tends to not really like the way it makes her feel, which I don't even know if she should be considered as part of the spectrum because this is a very normal and healthy drinker. I have a friend, one of my best friends actually, who is very much like this. She very, very rarely drinks. And when she does, she just does not handle the alcohol well. And when I was still drinking, we'd get together, we'd go on girls trips, and us girls would pressure her to drink. And now I actually have mad, mad respect for her for saying no for the most part when she did not want to drink and by not being pressured by the rest of us. Actually, I have always admired how she didn't need to drink to go out and have fun with us. And if I'm being honest, I may have even been a little jealous. Let's stop pressuring moms to drink to have fun, you guys. It's so short-lived anyways. No one wakes up after a night of partying and feels good about it. The funny thing is you never, ever wake up After a night of not drinking and wish you had drank more, maybe made a more of a fool of yourself. No one wakes up wishing they had felt more hungover. So listen, if someone doesn't want to drink, you say to them, Good for you. I support you. We can have fun anyway. Back to the spectrum topic. On the other end of the spectrum, you have the problem drinker who is severely addicted to alcohol and has major problems in their life as a result of it, like losing their job and getting DUIs and things like that. And then there's everything in between, which I think a lot of you are going to relate to. So what I would like to do for this episode is share my story and then give you some things to think about if you can at all relate to my story and if you want to take some action. My husband totally supports my decision to give up alcohol, and he has even for the most part stopped drinking with me, which I am so incredibly grateful for. This morning, he asked me, though, how do you make sure that you don't brand the Mama Miracle around alcoholism and not drinking, which from his perspective, I can totally see what he meant by that, which was to try not to exclude an entire segment of the Mama population who like to drink and don't ever intend to stop drinking. From the Mama Miracle message. Because at the end of the day, the Mama Miracle brand and message is for any mom really who wants to simply better herself and her life, regardless of whether she drinks alcohol or not. So I mean, that's why I felt like I needed a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. That way I don't turn away moms who can't relate at all to this type of struggle. But at the same time, I have gone public with my own struggles because I am 100% okay with Sarah Munder being a spokesperson for moms who struggle with alcohol. I want you to know that if this is you, I stand by you and I support you. I don't judge you, especially if you're not ready to start or if you're not ready to stop drinking now. I will be here as a sounding board. And if it's up to me, I'm not going anywhere. And honestly, just saying that helps me. I want you to know, and I thank you. For all of you who have personally reached out to me and stood up and told me that you struggle as well, because then it puts accountability on me to stay on this path and stay alcohol free. Of course, I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it for my family, but I'm also doing it for moms like you to show you that you can do anything you set your mind to. And living without alcohol is not only a normal life, but it's an incredible life. Let's talk about my story and my struggle with alcohol. When people ask me when I started drinking, it's really hard to say because, as far back as I can remember, I have always loved alcohol, especially wine. When I was a little girl, I would ask my parents for tastes, I'm in quote unquote, of their wine. And for the most part, they wouldn't have a problem with it. To them, it was probably harmless and very normal, especially in like European cultures. I remember being about 12 years old, which was the first time I ever got drunk. I went camping with my dad and a few of his guy friends we had forgotten to bring juice or kids drinks. So my dad let me drink a beer. And by the way, I'm totally not throwing my dad under the bus or blaming him in any way. He had the best intentions. And so that night, I think I may have had maybe five or six beers without him even noticing. And you guys, it felt so good. I loved it. And the funny thing is I didn't even have a hangover or throw up or anything. I've just always kind of metabolized alcohol really well, which is why it's so dangerous for me. And so then the teen years came around. I went through my parents getting a divorce and then some other big challenges. And I'd always seek alcohol whenever I could get it. There was always alcohol in the house, and so it was pretty easy to get to. And as as I became an older teenager, it became even easier to access alcohol. And I'd always be sure to keep some hidden in my room because it would help me ease the pain of being a teenager. And also I had some social anxiety that it helped me with. As an older teenager, people always told me that I seemed much, much older than I was. And so oftentimes it was very easy for me to order alcohol at bars and restaurants and not get carded. I even kept an ongoing list of places that wouldn't card me. Around this time too, I started doing on-air work for a local TV station and I would absolutely need a shot or two before taping just to relax a little bit on camera. I continued to use it therapeutically and for fun with friends. And there were a few times when I overdid it and I got wasted and had to be driven home. But I think that was more of a result of just being really immature still and not knowing my limits because I, I never really wanted to get that wasted. So Mostly I drank socially and therapeutically, I would say in moderation, even though I don't know if you can call it moderation because technically it was illegal and very unhealthy for me to be drinking so young. So then I turned 18 and I went through, actually I'll, I'll open up a little bit. I went through some very traumatic stuff and I think that's where my drinking started to get really bad. And it even got to a point where I started cutting myself when I drank, which is a whole other horrible, horrible addiction in itself. It got really bad one night. I drank way, way, way too much. It was like, I think it was like a whole bottle of vodka. And I don't want to get into the details because I don't want to trigger some of you, but let's just say it was pretty bad. And I, I was taken to the emergency room and that night was definitely the worst of it. And I did do a lot of personal development after that and into my twenties, but never really truly addressed the addiction to drinking because I was able to manage it pretty well and live a fairly normal social drinking life. And from there, I pretty much lived out into my 20s, met the guy who is my husband and baby daddy now. We built and sold a business together, got married, had a couple kids, got got my degree. We bought a house, started building our careers, yada, yada. But through it all, except for when I was pregnant, I continued to be a heavy drinker on most days. My problem was I hit it very very well. I'm just one of those people who can throw back a whole bottle of wine and you would never know it. I act completely normal. In fact, I could argue that I honestly thought that I was a better person when I drank. I thought that I was a better mom, a better wife, a better friend, and this was a lie that was hurting me and was going to continue to hurt me unless I approached it with honesty. Now we live in a culture in which moms are encouraged to drink because we quote unquote need it to deal with the challenges of motherhood as if we are fundamentally incapable of handling it on our own. And maybe you've bought into this belief that you can't handle mom life without your glass of wine every day or whatever your drink of choice is. And I'm not gonna downplay the freaking shit show that life as a mom is sometimes. I don't need to get into that right now. We, we know, we already know that, right? We know. And I don't judge moms who drink. I actually have so much compassion and understanding, but I'm going to tell you something that some of you who are kind of on the fence might need to hear. If there's any part of you, any part of you who thinks you might have an addiction, a reliance or a tendency towards alcohol, you have it. You have the gene. It's a disease. We know it's a disease and it can't be cured as far as we know at this time. And like I said before, there is a spectrum of how hard this gene goes to work on us. And some of you might rely on two glasses of wine a night, or some of you might be more like me and tend towards four to five glasses a night. It doesn't really matter what your normal amount is, but if you have any desire or thought whatsoever in your mind that alcohol might be a bad thing in your life or that it might be suppressing your potential or affecting the quality of your relationships, then I want you to get really honest with yourself and ask yourself this question. If I don't change this now, what's my life going to look like in 10 years or 20 years? What am I even going to look like by then? Because let me tell you something, mama, alcohol ages you very, very quickly. And I don't think it's vain or whatever you want to call it to not want to prematurely age. We need all the help we can get, right, mamas? Also, you want to be around for a long long time for your kids, your grandkids, and even your great grandkids. You always hear about that one 115-year-old lady in Japan or wherever whose secret to living was having a beer a day. And I think that us people who tend to love alcohol, we look for these stories just to make it better and more acceptable in our minds to do this. But I'm going to tell you something. You and I both know that that is the exception, not the rule. Alcohol has been shown and proven to age your cells in your body. And that woman probably did not have the same addictive gene that you and I have. So let's stop looking at those stories. We have got to be more careful than the average person. Our addiction cannot be fixed. We simply cannot drink if we want to overcome this. I used to think that I could just start to drink more moderately like a normal person. And then I'd always always end up right back where I was drinking up to a bottle of wine or more a night. It just never seemed like enough. I finally realized that I was not going to reach new heights in my life until I completely gave up alcohol because for one thing, I'd be more productive if I stopped drinking. And another thing, I knew that if I could finally give it up, heck, I could do anything. So I made that my priority this year. And so that was, I decided a little over two months ago to do it and I did it. How do you do it? For those of you who have personally reached out to me on Instagram to tell me you want to stop drinking, but you don't know where to start. I want to help guide you. I'm definitely not a mental health expert, but I can share with you what's worked for me. I have tried to give up alcohol several times in the past, but I was always very unprepared. So this time around, I really prepared myself. The first thing I did was go to the library and check out a few books around the subject. I started listening to podcasts. In fact, there's a great one I recommend called Addiction Unlimited. You have to give yourself an understanding of the disease so that you're aware of when it's manifesting itself. When you shine a light on something, it tends to be not so scary and big. Am I right? I looked up the local AA meetings in my town and went to two women's only meetings in the first week. It felt so good to be around like-minded women who come from all different walks of life in one common goal of simply not drinking. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with AA, it is Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a free organization of people who want to stop drinking. And there are dozens of meetings each day In every single city I'm pretty sure so it's around-the-clock support for those who need it and it's based on a 12-step program where you work through each of the 12 steps and you can get a sponsor which is basically like a big brother or sister to help support you now I appreciate AA it has helped save the lives of countless people probably hundreds of thousands of people and like they say the program works if you work it But I will also say with certainty that it is not for everyone. I honestly struggled with some of the messages in AA. For example, the first of the 12 steps is to admit that we are powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. I'm going to be honest, I struggle with this message. It's quite opposite, actually, from the message of the Mama Miracle, which is that we have the strength and ability to create any change we want in our life. At the same time, There is a level of admittance you need to do with alcohol. For me, I don't deny that I have a tendency towards alcohol, but I believe in myself to quit drinking for good with the right support. The other big thing about AA is that it's very, very faith based in a higher power. The second step of the 12 steps is that you come to believe that a higher power than yourself could restore you to sanity. And then the third step is that you make a decision to turn your will and your life over to the care of God as you understand him. Now, this is so powerful for a lot of people, especially faith-based Christian people. But I just don't personally resonate with this and with my beliefs because I'm more about personal empowerment. I do appreciate that they say that it's God as we understand them, meaning you gain your strength from whoever your higher power is. But at the same time, the meetings were still very, very faith and Christian based and they even often end with the Lord's prayer. So for me, I just, I needed a program that I could relate to and resonate with more. So I, for the most part, I stopped going to AA meetings personally, but I do recommend that you go and check it out and decide for yourself. And I'll even post a link to the AA website in the show notes. So you can look up meetings in your area. One day I actually left an AA meeting feeling worse than when I got there. I was actually feeling very triggered to drink, disempowered, and I was really going into some dark places. So <laughs> I opened up the Yelp app and started calling around to see a therapist. I wanted to get someone that day. I wanted someone licensed in mental health to speak to. And so I was able to get a hold of someone who could get me in that day. And it was such a life changing session now therapy can be very expensive although you can find a therapist who is willing to work on a sliding scale to make it more affordable and many insurance companies even cover therapy but no matter the cost I highly highly recommend investing in this it really will change your life just to give you an idea here in California I paid I think it was $175 for a one-hour session which is pretty normal And like I said you can find lower But I was so willing to invest this in myself because you can really uncover some things and get some guidance that will change your life for the better forever. And then from there, I really just committed myself to daily personal growth. This podcast being a part of that, I always say I do this as much for me as I do for you listeners. And I started to set some really big grandiose visions and goals for my life ones bigger and better than anything i could ever have imagined before have you ever heard about fleas in a box so apparently when you put fleas in a box they'll jump and jump and jump until they hit that ceiling in the box and if you keep them in there long enough they'll learn that that's as high as they can jump. Even after you remove the lid, they'll continue to jump only as high as they learned their boundary was. And I think for us, alcohol is like that box. We have to come to understand that when we remove that box, we are no longer confined by the limits of that box. We have got to come to realize that now we set the limits on as high as we can go in our life. So why not set those limits high? And we will continue to grow into it. I promise you will grow into it as long as we are committed to growth. The other thing I want to talk to you about is breaking the habit. Now, a lot of you, like me, have got yourself into the habit of pouring yourself a glass of wine when you start dinner every day, and maybe this is something that you don't want to rely on anymore, and one reason why it's hard is because it's become a habit, and if you're going to quit drinking, you've got to come up with a plan on how you're going to kick the habit. For me, I had to stay out of the kitchen for the first few weeks, the place that I associated with wine. So I did a lot of meal prepping and crockpot meals or even takeout, (laughs) eating out and ordering in whatever I could do to spend as little time in the kitchen as possible. Also, this is a big one. Our decision-making capacity is very finite, meaning it's limited. So if you use up your decision-making capacity on lots of minor things during the day, it's going to become nearly impossible to say no when you're tempted after a long, stressful, and irritable day. So you've got to plan in advance. Quitting drinking is all about planning in advance and setting yourself up for success. What this means is you've got to make things as easy as possible for yourself. Even things like setting out your clothes the night before so you don't have to spend the mental energy on it in the morning. Packing your kids' lunches the night before so you don't have to think about what you're going to make them. Planning your meals for the week in advance. Setting up some non-negotiables so you don't give yourself the option of having to choose. This is extremely important for the success of anyone with a goal but especially for those of us who deal with this big, beautiful, compelling monster that alcohol is. Also, when you do your research, really research all the symptoms you might feel when you quit drinking because there may be physical withdrawals, emotional meltdowns, irritability, sadness. You name it, I went through it. But as long as you know what you're getting into and what might come up, you can Manage it and I promise it will get better. It won't be like that for long. Your body will adapt. If you want to quit drinking, you have to educate yourself on the disease. Surround yourself with people who live very normal and successful lives without alcohol. Even start following sober people on Instagram and replace your wine memes with empowering alcohol free memes. You've got to make not drinking a non negotiable. That means not on the weekends not on special occasions. You don't need alcohol to celebrate life. So right now I am recording this on my anniversary. We're actually in a hotel right now. And this was the very first anniversary we've had that I didn't celebrate with alcohol. And honestly, I was a little bit worried about how it would be and whether or not it would even be fun, but I can attest wholeheartedly, it has been even better than any anniversary I ever had with alcohol. I am present, I am relaxed, I am living fully and truly connecting with my husband. I've learned to enjoy the natural feel-good chemicals I get from doing the little things like spending time putting on my makeup and getting ready, taking a long bath, reading a good book, watching funny stand-up comedy. You don't need alcohol to live a fun-filled, relaxed, and enjoyable life. You don't need alcohol to be able to connect with your kids and to deal with the struggles of motherhood. Listen, I know I said that not drinking needs to be a non-negotiable, but I know for some of you, the idea of never again might be very hard to swallow because you love alcohol that much. You've built a relationship with it. I get it. I can totally relate. I'm actually not even at the point yet where I can genuinely say never again because it's still too painful to think about that loss. So I said, I'm taking a year off and that's something I can comfortably commit to. But if I'm being honest, so far this year has been the most incredible year. I have gained so much love for myself, respect for myself, confidence, strength, energy, quality sleep, quality time with my daughters and my husband and my parents and my friends and myself that I never had before. And it's amazing. All worth it. And I'm looking forward to recommitting next year. I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling about this? If you are serious about quitting alcohol, what's your plan? I want to hear it. I want to be someone you can be open and honest with because just talking about it out loud will help you. And I promise I won't judge you. There's nothing you could say that would surprise or shock me. If you've successfully given up alcohol, what's helped you? What unexpected things have you experienced good and bad? Send me a message on Instagram that you listen to this episode. I'm at Sarah Munder and also make sure that you're following me too, or you can send me an email to Sarah at Sarahmunder.com. Again, the exact spelling will be in the show notes. It would make my day to hear from you. If you haven't yet, please hit subscribe on iTunes and write a review so I know what you think of this show. It helps me a lot. It helps other mamas a lot. And thank you so much wholeheartedly for listening today. Thanks for making you a priority because you're one of the most important people in the world. Yesterday, I told my five-year-old daughter, Audra, did you know that your mommy has the most important job in the whole world? And she was genuinely amazed and starstruck to hear that. And it's true, mama, you are incredibly valuable and you need to be invested in. So thanks for investing in yourself because by doing the work on yourself, you help make the world a better place for your kids and for all of us. Hey Mamas, one quick thing before you go. I have a tool for you called the Mama Miracle Manifestation Worksheet, which up until this point I have charged for, but for a limited time, I'm not sure how long at this point, I've made it completely Free for you. It's a three page daily worksheet that's designed to help you get your mind right, help you claim your power, identify what you're grateful for, identify where you want to create change in your life, and more. So, to get your free copy, go to themamamiracle.com. That's the M A M A miracle.com, where you will find a light box that will pop up right when you get to the homepage and you can request your copy to be sent immediately to your inbox. This tool has been one of my best sellers, so go get your copy while you can for absolutely free. Also, remember how I mentioned setting up some non-negotiables in your life and how this can help support your alcohol-free journey? Well, I am very close and excited to be launching a Planner Makeover Mini Course, which will help you set those non-negotiables and work them into a daily, weekly, and monthly routine that will help set you up for success because We need all the help we can get for setting ourselves up for success on this journey. If that sounds like something that's just your jam, then just go put your name on the interest list on my website, themamamiracle.com, and I'll let you know as soon as class will begin. Lots of love, mamas. See you next time.